Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Jordan Fermanis, Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing the Aztecs. Love the Aztecs. Go for it. Right. Nick. Actually, I I think just before we kick off, I, it might be worth saying that I think you're you're meant to call them the Mexica. So apologies if I, the term Aztec is unfashionable now, but I'm going to roll, roll with it because I think we all know what we're talking about. Yes. Um, I was listening to there's a great podcast called The Fall of Civilizations, and um, I was listening to that. Uh, fascinating about this. The, it takes different civilization each each time each episode. They only mm. release one about every three or four months, mm. which tells you it's good. Mm. Um, now, Fraser, let's say you and I decide that we're going to write a story together, and we together we write the first sentence. I can just okay? see arguments already, but keep going. Yeah, no, but we we just together we agree on the first sentence, right? And then uh, we actually just take that first sentence and we go off and we write our own stories until we've got. A, you know we've got a whole short story yeah tw- 20 pages yeah right uh, lo and behold when we compare them word for word virtually the same story what are the chances of that even though we separated after the first yeah, sentence yeah we got the first sentence down and then off we went to do the rest of the story I'd I'd submit that the chances are low we would write the exact same story well word for word but the odd word yeah what, no, well, what but what I'm saying is like if to do it's with basically okay so the thing that I found really surprising was mm. his description of how, um, of not just how, but, but how, like the extent to which the Aztecs were actually really advanced, but but also like the kinds of advancements they had. When I remind you that the really the last contact of the you know the American people with Afro Eurasia was something around fifteen to twenty thousand years ago, mm-hmm. right? That, and let me tell you where humanity was fifteen mm. to twenty thousand years ago, yeah, right? Go for it. Probably had control of fire, tools and weapons made of stone, bone, and wood. Mm. We had language, but probably not writing as such. Uh, we had clothing and shelter, and there's certainly evidence of art and other forms of symbolic Definitely. expression. Um, hunting and fishing. Right, but we're on turn one of Sid Meier's civilization here, right? Yeah. We really this is the first sentence in our story. Tra- yeah, we 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 haven't got a, 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 we really just got going, right? Now Aztecs, they artificial islands, the calendar, agriculture, including mixed mixed planting. Um, sixty percent. Sorry, start again. 60%. Tell me, I just want to list some of these. Say these again. So they, they had this this um, technique of building artificial islands. Artificial islands, yeah. Um, they, they had created the calendar. Uh, agriculture, something like 60% of the cultivated crops in the world today are crops that were cultivated by, you know, Mesoamericans and other yep. neighbouring civilizations, um, including sweet corn, beans, tomatoes, peppers, and the ever-popular chilies. Mm. Um, where would we be without those? They had hydraulics, aqueducts. They had invented paper. They had. They were using currency, cocoa beans, jade, feathers and quills. They had invented writing in the form of glyphs, like hieroglyphs, basically. And they had political structures and hierarchies and things like priests. Now, that's, I think, bloody amazing. And this and about the same time. 
as the Spanish turn up, I, you would say the Spanish were obviously more advanced because, you know, there are a few things the Aztecs hadn't created, such as iron and steel or even so they wheels. Had the wheels. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have wheels, didn't have the alphabet or obviously the printing press or the compass. Um, and they didn't have ocean going navigation. But, you know, they had so many of the same things and they, hadn't... And they had created all of that themselves at virtually the same time as everyone else. And and when you look at the other civilizations, so they, they, people say in general that there are sort of more or less six places where civilization kind of emerged. Yeah. Um, but but if you take like the um, uh, the the you know Mesopotamia and the Sumerians, well they had contact with the Egyptians, and then the Egypt you know the early Egyptian civilization emerged you know a couple of maybe a thousand years later. The Indus Valley civilization again contact with the Mesopotamians. Um, likewise, in China, uh, the you know that the, they ha- would have had knowledge of and contact with those other civilizations. So, like, all of that kind of emerged together. You could say, you know, that for example, the Egyptians may have got writing from the Sumerians and so on. But the Aztecs did it all themselves, and not just that, but the same stuff. So here's the mystery: Why? How is it that? we can separate and 10,000 years later they've invented all the same stuff more or less at about the same time I find that incredibly weird and it stresses me out people aren't talking about it enough yes nice nicely framed um so but I mean what do we want to ask here do we want to ask is is this kind of inevitable is this sort of separate uh, development and these these markers is that just inevitable um or is that what we're asking? Yeah, right? I um, think so. Like, is it? Is it? Is it? Well, or is it somehow that that was caused by something, some place we were at ten thousand, twenty thousand years ago, that somehow contained the seeds of yeah. all of that, or or what? What is it in human nature that has led us effectively? This is almost like we've run the same experiment say, the, twice with the same results. Because the answer must be yes. It well, feels like, or is it? Uh, Jordan, I can lay out a few possible explanations I, I think it's a complicated thing i don't think there's one thing but one of the ones that strikes me is this univer- universal human needs um where certain discoveries or inventions tap into solutions that are very fundamental human problems so writing agriculture um using cognitive abilities so logic mathematics these are things that all humans uh need and require right so that so the fact that they're springing up in different places around the world shouldn't maybe surprise us too much Mm. um another potential theory is um to do with geography so there's this theory called convergent cultural evolution where societies evolve in analogous environments or niches and then tend to converge um, on similar cultural technological adaptations um Another is limited possibilities. Um, perhaps there are only so many basic ways to solve a given problem um, or accomplish a certain task. Um, so multiple societies may stumble across, uh, or may stumble onto the same solutions um, by exploring the range of possibilities as well. Yeah. Like um, pyramids, because when you go up, it's easier to get narrower, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, keep going. Um, another one I found was parallel development. Uh, so similar environments, cultures, knowledge bases and needs in different societies can stimulate the emergence of analogous ideas or inventions in parallel. So b- breakthroughs um, depend on the preconditions. And once these are in place, 
multiple discovery um, may happen independently. Yeah, I guess you can't you can't invent calculus until you've got maths, and you can't do that till you've got writing. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I get it. I mean, all of these sound, and also they don't necessarily conflict with one another. They don't. Um, they, no, that's why know. I think I think they're probably yeah, they're kind of companion uh, theories in a way, and 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 I guess aspects of them all could be going on at the same time. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, yeah, I agree. So all of that sounds fine. Mm. Um, what do you think to all of those? I mean, the one that. There's, um, I, I think, hu- universal human needs. I think is is a really that that somehow strikes me as being tr- more true than the others. It's just that like there's, we're all essentially trying to accomplish very similar things, and 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 we need very similar inventions, no matter where we are. I mean, geography is a, is a factor, but I think there are fundamental human problems that we all need to get to yeah, grips with. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's it's sort of. It's kind of clear that writing and agriculture and these sorts of things are needed wherever we spring up. Exactly. Homo sapiens. Yeah. And there's, um, I mean, it's not entirely disconnected, but there's, uh, I think it's, is it called co- convergent uh, evolution? Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens in, in nature mm. all the time. And of course, we are part of nature anyway. But uh, Chris? Yeah, so I'm going to take a bit more of a, 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 a radical uh view I oh, ancient aliens yeah a- ancient aliens <laughs> and atlanteans um no not radical in in that sense but but more fundamentally about the question itself so i think there's a degree mm. of selection bias going on okay. here right so if you look at um what what civilization is right well it mm-hmm. comes from the latin word civitus right or, or city and so it's societies made up of cities, right? So, and, and, and when we characterize what civilizations are, they themselves have characteristics, right? So we talk, you know, people talk about the fundamentals of, of civilizations as agriculture and, you know, systems of law and trade and all those kinds of things, right? Um, and lo and behold, you know, you look at civilizations and you go, oh my God, all these civilizations have got cities. Right, so all these already predefined things. Or, uh, I've got right. Yeah. So, so there's there's an there's an element. I, I agree. It's it's there's there's something very interesting about the fact that these things come to exist. But when we're asking the question of why do civilizations share things in common, it's partly because we've defined civilizations as these things that you, you know. So it's a bit like saying, oh my god, all these insects have got six legs, mm. um, uh, because you know that's like insects have evolved and and there are some fundamental aspects of you know what that is useful for and so on but um but yeah so i so i think there's this it feels a bit more like we've discovered two species that have evolved from completely different species and yet all have the same six legs like that's that's kind well, of what we're looking well at here. in a in a way except that like i i mean without being too literal but we are the same species and by 15,000 years ago a lot was sort of hardwired in like you say things like language and the ability to reason and so um so while there's the creativity of how you apply that there are probably some th- the, 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 going back to to Jordan's basic needs sort of principle you know you've you've got to eat and if you're eating in a sedentary place you've got to have something to eat and that necessitates agriculture but uh, yeah i just i just think what we what we possibly miss by asking this question of why do civilization share these all these things in common is all the other things that you wouldn't characterize as civilizations 
um, in terms of, you know, uh, sort of uh, other, and there are, you know, parallel streams of societies, human existence, which didn't end in in civilization and was going a, a around its you know its its business reasonably successfully but the question is you know i suppose civilization ultimately is expansive and and it's very successful at doing that and so from a from an ideas point of view it's it's um dominated you know evolutionarily um, okay um that's also persuasive um and yeah, I, I, I like that way of looking at it. Um, okay, 12 minutes in, we're well, done. We're no, done. Well, no, because I, well, but the thing is that that depends on, um, it depends on the idea uh, that those, uh, well, let's put it this way. Why did it not, why did it all happen at the same time? I mean, that's that's the thing. I get I get mm. that, you, you know, assuming that humans weren't, weren't genetically any different, mm. why would, why would it have happened almost at the same time? Um, in two totally different places. That's because uh, uh, I understand what you would expect. Let's put it this way. What? Okay, fine. We 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 keep looking until we find another civilization that looks like looks like let's say you know what we consider to be a civilization, and then we go, oh look, there's one. Lo and behold, it's a civilization. I think that's what Chris is saying. We we we're not we we're being surprised by that thing, but. Actually, for example, to run with Chris's argument, if for whatever reason we were nomadic hunter-gatherers and we came across some nomadic hunter-gatherers like in the Amazon or something, we would probably be surprised by the similarities. There are probably lots of things that they do that we might consider to be quite specific local cultural artefacts that turn out actually to go with Jordan's argument to be, if you like, universal solutions. Um, you know, it might be, oh, you're really surprised by the fact that uh, they they also have the same sorts of bead necklaces or something. Um, I, you know, and uh, Chris, I think Chris is saying um, we're using this yardstick of civilizations, but actually we could be looking at other forms of existence and we might find that that's a similar thing. Um I think, though, that there is a sense of pro of progress, and I know it's a bit old-fashioned, so I mean literally in the sense of progress, in the sense that Jordan was talking about of um, there being just like a tech tree. Have you ever played Civilization, the computer game? Mm. One thing that used to bother me, I think, is I would sort of feel like, well, last time I played this, every time you play this, First you invent pottery, then you invent the wheel, then you invent maths, then you invent the steam engine. And you, and there's a feeling of, well, this is just a description of the things we invented. It might have come out in a totally different order. But I think this Aztec situation, the Aztec question, challenges mm. that. Mm. It almost says, actually, no, there is an order in which you need to invent this stuff. Mm. And not just that, but also potentially some sort of minimum amount of time it takes. So you can't just you can't just go straight from fire to you know to to the steam engine yeah. in a hundred years. Yeah. There's some physical process, but uh, you know, and 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 this the the Aztec situation suggests that um, there is almost like a cultural clock running that will get you there, that will progress you ultimately, inevitably towards agriculture and laws. So what's your point? And do you feel that is the case? Or what, what, what are we talking about? What are we discussing here? What, do, do we disagree on anything? 
I, I, I don't think so. I think this idea of um, of progress is is quite interesting. In, in in a sense, you know that you you know in order to smelt metal, you have to have fire, you know, and you have to have bellows and things like that, and um, uh, you know that 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 there is a natural progression of of technologies. Um, I mean, interesting. There's, a, there's a quite an interesting case study with the wheel. We talked about the wheel and uh, South American societies not having, you know, famously the Inca were without uh, without wheels, except until they found in the, the late 19th century that they had wheels on toys that they, that they had. And so they had the concept of the wheel. It's just the wheel wasn't terribly useful in that setting. And, and, and there's, a, there's an interesting book by a guy, a guy called Richard um, Bullier um, called The Wheel. Yeah. Uh, and um, in it, he, he, he posits that the wheel's not a terribly good idea, right, until you've got roads. So it was only, um, you know, John McAdam and his, his uh, invention of, you know, how to, to pave roads that makes the wheel useful, right? Well, I think the so, Romans had use of wheels. True, true. Uh, but they also had uh, the ability to make make roads yeah. so we, you know in a, in a um so but that that's the idea of of progress and order of of of, of technology so i think i think that's a, a um you know a, a sort of uh, interesting idea i think there's also that um you know we've got no mechanism for comparing the similarity between different societies so so we do it kind of anecdotally where we go oh my god pyramids but we don't go Oh my God! Not not these these things. You know they they don't have so it, nobody, I, to my knowledge, nobody has audited all the major civilizations and gone. Actually, there's a three percent overlap, or there's a seventy five percent overlap. You know. Yeah. So so it, we 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 are natural. You know, you we look for coincidence all the time, right? It's like oh, I met this guy and he had the same birthday as me, but he had different coloured hair and his feet were a different size. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. Um. So so I think they're. You know, I, I I do think there's something to this that there's there's a natural progress and there's a there are common fundamentally human features in civilizations, but I also think maybe we overplay it. I don't, yeah, no, I don't absolutely, know. absolutely. I want to move this on, John. Also, by the way, another famously, you know, in the new world, in the Aztecs, they hadn't invented the horse yet either. No. But anyway, um, <laughs> their top scientists have been working for years. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, they only came up with a llama. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Which reminds me of that joke. Uh, it was a, ca a camel, which is a horse, uh, a horse designed by a committee. So you could say something similar about a llama. Um, so maybe the way to look at it is this. I mean, I don't know. I just don't feel we've quite got there yet. Um, I think what, we concentrate um, too much on the similarities. Maybe one angle is, like, hey, isn't it more interesting to look at the differences? I don't know. But anyway, Jordan, take us somewhere. I think what Chris and Nick were talking about is this which I find interesting is this necessary preconditions idea that like, if you're looking at the reasons for um, why innovations or progress is taking place in, in kind of similar ways is that you can look at the development of precursor knowledge um, and resources and infrastructure, cultural practices. Um, because for example, like the emergence of, metallurgy requires the mining and smelting of copper and iron ore and that sort of thing so what it's like a progress i guess is a building thing um 
and inevitability sort of sort of increases as you go along in a way. But I think yeah, mm. and to, but to do it, you need pre, you need the right preconditions to then allow those innovations to diffuse into society, and you need the continuation of of knowledge right so you need some mechanism within that society for passing the knowledge on but what i think is interesting which reminded me of something nick was saying earlier about you know is there a natural order we may we may never know now because we have a global society so it's not there are no pockets i mean except there for are, the andaman islanders you were quite exactly so we'll but, keep an eye on them to see when they come up with wheels yeah um uh, but it's the it's the it, you know obviously to to develop these great leaps you need lots of people gathered all sharing I ideas and and so yeah i i suppose you know have we reached the end of um of this experiment of disparate societies because they're all they're all connected, but that presupposes that civilization moves in one direction, right? And obviously, civilizations fall. Will global civilization fall? Well, you know, there've been many novels written about 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 that. But but also, um, if it if it didn't, then that would be the first civilization which hadn't. Um, I think there is an interesting. Uh, parallel with the um the discussion around the fermi paradox mm. which just to remind rings about listeners, what's that well it's it's the, so it, you start with the drake equation which says okay let's see, find out how common it would be to get life somewhere right yeah uh, okay and yeah. you look you say how many planets are there which have got this temperature and how many stars are there and then out of those you know blah 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 and uh, but one of the key one of the key sort of unknowns is about the time frame in which a uh, civilization will emerge oh sorry uh, like life will emerge an intelligent life will emerge and at that point when it becomes spacefaring how long it's spacefaring for so it might be well actually spacefaring civilizations are very common but they but they only last for let's say a million years and and i don't know if you're much of a astrologer but the uh the 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 universe <laughs> is much older than a million years yeah. and um and when you uh you, you know it might be that they're coming on over there they're around they yeah, maybe popped in to visit earth a million years ago not much to look at early you know uh hominids and stuff but mm. then they've gone and and maybe you know we are the same mm. but See, if we'd have applied that argument to, or let's say the Aztecs might have applied that argument, they might have said, well, you know, how often are you going to get a civilization like ours? And how long does it last? Maybe it lasts for a thousand years. But, you know, we've been on this continent for 20,000 years and we haven't encountered any others, right? So maybe they just last for a really short amount of time and they pop in and out of existence and we'll never see another civilization like ours. And then, hey, presto, Cortez rocks up. In his with his Spanish galleons, right? Because um, it turns out actually you, they're all on the same timing mechanism. Uh, now I don't know if there are any astronomers who would agree, but it could be that actually there are timing mechanisms somehow in the in the universe itself, which means that we're now actually at about the right time for life to be kind of emerging in lots of different places all at once. Um, Anyway, I just I just thought I'd put that out there. Yeah, yeah. there are lots of fascinating, intriguing questions there. Mm. I, I, um, I, th I think the other the other sort of parallel, uh, because you know you know there's lots written about the, um, the there's lots written about the um, you know what 
uh, alien civilization might might look like, and people mm. trying to imagine its uh, you know its alienness um, mm. and how how it could be you know vastly different, and and um, and we find that that difficult. But I think the other the other interesting parallel will be um, AI and and how AI develops a notion of what civilization might be. I think that could be an interesting, you know, will it um, determine that there are better ways to set up a society of AIs in, in, in some way? So, yeah, and because it, you think of the um, f things like, you know, AlphaGo, the, the Go playing uh, AI, which... I think which, that was our first ever podcast episode. It was, but yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but it, but it, it um, invented, it didn't just rediscover, you know, human... Ghost style it invented a kind of new style where it was doing surprising oh, really? things. Okay. Yeah. So it could be that you know when when AI start solving problems, um, instead of sort of almost walking through human history and discovering the same solutions that we've we've found but better, they might be able to take us on some great leap to somewhere else. But I think the aliens one is quite interesting because actually just thinking about uh, the Aztecs and the you know the um, Indo Europe or Eurasian uh, civilizations. Maybe aliens will, there is some pathway you need to take to get to um, being a spacefarer, and they're going to be on the same pathway. Um, and 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 so actually, maybe they will be like us. Maybe they'll be like the Klingons. They'll just have wrinkly foreheads or something. Because um, yeah, it, it always like. Have you heard of the Arecibo message? No. Well, it's, it's I, that. It's mm, that. It's basically a kind of coded uh, binary signal mm. that we sent towards oh, okay. yeah, yeah, some yeah. star where we think there might be alien. They won't get it for you know hundreds, hundreds of years. Um, but uh, if they get it, it has a bunch of you know like symbols and some maths in it and that kind of stuff. Same with the Voyager two plaque, you know, which has a picture has some has some things where they tried to write you know some basically talk about hydrogen atoms with little diagrams and stuff and you're inclined to think well aliens this isn't going to mean anything to them they don't know what a one or a zero is but maybe there are reasons to think they might for the same reason that we might have convinced ourselves that well no we're not going to find these people have been cut off for 15,000 years if they've got a civilization it's going to be totally different to what we can imagine but it wasn't. Oh, and that's the point so, of the binary stuff and the universal stuff, right? Yeah. It's yeah. 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 But so this gives I think this gives support, gives gives us hope, if you like, that we might be able to communicate with aliens and they might be listening to, might to be this. Able to use the same toilets. Yes. Might. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hello, alien listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan. Um, finish think, us off, Jordan. Yeah. I think that on the AI question, I think because AIs are trained on human knowledge that it's kind of I think they'll still be thinking about things and in innovating in like the human tradition because they're that's their training data set. But I think the alien, I think because all of these multiple discovery theories and explanations we've been talking about rely on um, there's something kind of fundamental about them as uh, there's a humanness to them all. Yeah. I think that it's, um, and I guess th th there's a lot that's shared there in terms of knowledge and, and innovation, but I think it's very possible that and, and an, from an extraterrestrial point of view that they, that they're using because they, they will not have any access to that knowledge or 
any of that history, I think that they'll come up with entirely different systems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I got into that more than I thought I would. That was nice. Um, got a question. Mm. I was going to ask one, but actually uh, I'm going to ask a different one. Go on. Um, which is, what's the best, your favourite moment of contact that you've seen or read about, you know, that you've depict that you've seen depicted either, uh, you know, in film, literature, radio, whatever, either or, or even personally, or even, perhaps on a train. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, even, but there's between Contact two civilizations. Yeah, between right. cultures, and it could be depicting a real event, or you know, something that actually oh, happened, or or yeah. it could just be entirely made up. You know, what what do we think? I think that's quite a nice. Yeah, one. it could be. Well, we we could throw aliens in. Yeah. Oh no, definitely, yeah. definitely. Because I was going to say, hey, what's your favorite ancient civilization? That's a bit, you know, but I think this one's better. I'll, I'll, um, I can I can have a go. Stanislav Lem. Uh, Chris might know this more than me. I think he's Polish. Uh, he's a uh, sci-fi. Uh, I thought he was Russian, was. but yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, uh, sci-fi writer, mm. and, and he wrote this book called Fiasco, which is about a uh, human. Effectively, where we're kind of the aliens. Uh, we're going. We're going to a planet where we think there's alien life um, to check it out, and. They get there and it's all really incomprehensible. Um, the uh, orbit is f- filled with these mysterious um, broken down or apparently broken down machines. And, and it, it, you know, eventually when they actually get to the surface, they they've got they, they have no idea what the life is like. There's these mysterious objects everywhere, but they don't actually realize that you know which bits are the aliens yeah. and stuff it's all it's all kind of uh, i i that's i i suppose going going back to chris's idea or this question of how alien or aliens going to be the idea of the the alien being not just scary or you know hostile or anything but just completely incomprehensible is really it's quite a fun one yeah yeah, yeah. nice um either one of you two yeah, the, the thing that springs to mind is um, there's this, well, coming from Australia, uh, there was some contact between indigenous peoples and the British. Um, all, all went fine. All went fine. But there's, uh, there's a shield, I think, that depicts, from an Aboriginal perspective, the arrival of the British in ships and stuff. And I, I've always thought, like, it'd be so... And I, I can't remember how it's depicted, but it's an, it's a ship, but it doesn't obviously look like a... It, it's people drawing a ship that obviously had no comprehension of what a ship did wow. really mm. um so it's just like a monstrous looking floating thing um but i've always thought yeah imagine just um having a civilization ongoing for thousands of years and then coming across this brand new one um and into contact with it and you have no kind of understanding of how it works or its customs or its technology it'd just be a yeah insane yeah. thing I, it, it's tantalizing to think about because the example you've given just does bring it home the, it, that moment happened and yeah. that is rather tingling something about yeah. that i find but also the when you think of the depiction of things like an independence day when the aliens rock up you know that that is probably a very good depiction of what it must have been like yeah um, and not just that but also well this is the beginning of the destruction of your mm. civilization your way of life that you've had for tens of thousands of years yeah. uh, it's um yeah so mm. so in fact you know you could say in some respects Independence Day was sort of based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris? Well, yeah, I, I, I think um, 
for me, I'm, I'm going to pick a, a, an example from from AI because although although they are trained on on humans, I think there's something, um, or, or rather, they're trained on human data. You look at you know um, uh, um, language, large language models, and yeah. so on. But they are um, they do have their own ways of viewing things, and I think as this goes forward, it will become more and more alien to us. And so, um, yeah, for me, it's um, it's it's the following monologue which um, I'm sure some of you will spot but uh, uh, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser gate all those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain time to die film keep it light um <laughs> Blade Runner, of Blade course. Runner, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, but but what I think is what I think is fascinating about that is one, Rutger Hauer wrote it himself the the night before, really? more or less. Um, uh, you know, was sort of he said, oh, I've got this, I I've had this idea, um, and and off off he went, and they they edited it slightly, but it was, um, uh, uh, but but it just gets across this alienness of experience you know um uh, at the end of uh, uh, roy uh, batty's life mm. so so yeah nice. I, f- I find that quite moving yeah mm. it's called the, it's called the tears in rain monologue okay um, and that was the end of something understood and now the shipping forecast <laughs> <laughs> well rather from the sublime to the ridiculous thing. so so my 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 favorite one is a far side cartoon which i've just brought up in front of me uh, gary larson i think it was um, where you've got a, a flying saucer that's landed with a ramp going down and two aliens who look like fire hydrants um, and then a dog, a rather satisfied dog looking near them <laughs> and he says, take me to your leader, I said and then the most hideous thing happened <laughs> they've got drips of something coming off them um, if I remember correctly, Gary Larson wrote that when he initially that, that was published, it was rejected at first um, before published because of the drips coming off the fire high. It was not uh, fit, right. for, and so he had to redo it without the drips. Dog yeah. urine. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my sort of so yeah, like I say, from the sublime to the bit less sublime. Um, okay, well, we'll stop there. That's lots of fun. Um, thank you as always for listening to the. Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrewer. We've been here with Jordan Fermanis, Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Life Insights. Until next time, goodbye.